ESPN 106.3 is on the move. Delivered by Brightline. Brightline is back and better than ever. Live life on the bright side. We've got another example of kids doing bad things in sports. And again, kids, sports are, are, are for kids and kids should, should have all the fun they want. But, but uh, again, do we need to glorify DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming, blood curdling, usually associated with a murder scene, screaming. Do we need ESPN features on that, like we've gotten after last night's playing game? Do we need these pro athletes and these coaches putting their toddler on their lap to deflect from, from tough questions in a post-game press conference? And apparently, we now have a, a, a famous baseball what could be an expensive baseball stolen by a child. Get to that in a moment. Little brat. Little brat. Yo, kid would have been decked, sorry. Speaking of, if you want to take your kids to see the Miami Marlins, <laughs> do so. Stone, tell them about it. Yeah, just steer clear of Jeanette Javier because she will deck your kid. <laughs> but better That's yet, a promise. <laughs> but better yet, the teal is back, Miami fans, starting this week. Every Friday home game throughout the season will be Marlins Flashback Fridays. First pitch, 640 Friday. The Marlins are at home taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they'll be celebrating 30 years of Marlins baseball with giveaways, promos, of course, all of that happening all season long. Join us this Friday. We will all be there. I will be there. And Saturday for Jackie Robinson Day as well. Get your tickets now at marlins.com slash tickets. That's marlins.com slash tickets. Now, uh, let me tell you real quick, too. Speaking of the Marlins, there have been uh, several people that have come out of the FAU NBA Sport Management Program that have gone into Major League Baseball that have worked or interned with the Marlins, the FAU NBA Sport Management Program. That is your path. That is the red carpet. That is the roadmap to a job in the sports industry. FAU.edu slash NBA Sport, the FAU NBA Sport Management program. You can take summer semester classes online. You can take fall semester classes online or on campus in Boca Raton. It is the legendary. Been doing it since the year 2000. Success stories all over the place. FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Success stories in sports business right there, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. We've been talking about confusing sports rules. That's been our main focus. Uh, and uh, you look at, at what we've gotten on social media, again, at KLV1063, at KLV1063. TJ tweets in, a touchback on a ball fumbled through the opponent's end zone. Even though if you fumble forward late in a game, the ball goes back to the spot of the fumble, or if you fumble and it goes out at the one, you retain possession. I hate the touchback rule. It's so deflating. You should not be punished for getting that close to the goal line. You get stripped or you fumble there, and it holds so much more weight than if you would do it at the 23-24 yard line. It's a really good call, actually, from his part. It's one that a lot of people don't even notice and don't even pick up on Until when it's you get yeah. screwed by it. Right. Because it's such a punch to the crotch when it happens to especially late in a game you're going in for the game winning score you you finally have broken through you have first and goal at the five and then you're heading to the outside and you get stripped and it goes through the tiny front left corner of the end zone and trickles out of bounds uh along the side of the end zone and that loses the game for you that should not happen it very seldom does it happen but it is detrimental but when it when does it happen does. It, it it makes you think why is that a thing <laughs> You guys, I mean, I, I don't know that rule as much as you guys have, and I, you guys are very passionate. Like, I felt the pain of it. So, Jeanette, it's like, let's say you were running for a touchdown. You broke three. You broke free. 
uh-huh. but you had popcorn before the game. And as so you're you, crossing that right. line, crossing that goal line, whoop, 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 it slips and it heads out of the back of the end zone. Right. No touchdown. Your team's screwed. Yeah. It's and, all. And the other team gets it at their own 20. <laughs> I would be decking people on the right. field there, exactly. too. Right. It's, exactly. It's not, just, it's not just that the ball goes out of the side of the end zone and you haven't scored. It's that you lose the entire possession and the other team gets it at their own 20-yard <gasps> line. I would be yeah. fighting everybody. I know. Yep. It's, it is the most – I would argue that it's the most gut punch rule in the sport. And it's a strong argument. That. Like, that obviously – Badly timed penalties you commit, that's a gut punch, but that penalty in, or that, that rule in particular is the one that hurts the most just by its lonesome. Because you go from, oh, we're in a great spot to holy crap, and you take the offense off the field and you've got to go defend now. That sucks. Uh, actually, Stone brought up a good confusing rule. Why in the NHL do they let players fight, but in every other sport, it's a suspension. It's an ejection and a suspension. I agree with that one, too. Is Completely. It, is it a commissioner thing? I would like to think no, so. Here, it's a personality of the sport thing, and fans would revolt if they took fighting out of the sport because it was allowed previously, and the meatballs want to keep it. So that's why fighting is still a thing, and you have enforcers in hockey. I, to me, I'm with you. To me, it is a fantastic moment, especially when you're at a Panthers game, when those gloves whip off and you just see two dudes throwing bows at each other, teeth flying it's, everywhere, blood on the thing, yeah. and everybody's losing their mind. Nine times out of and ten, my beer's on the floor. And you want to talk about losing popcorn? <laughs> Right there. And it's a sick process because the I, fight stops when somebody touches the ground. So you can go for however long as you want until somebody brings so, to right, a knee. Right. It's over, and all the players understand that. And, and typically everybody just backs it. off and lets it happen. For that, now, that's the beauty of it because if uh-huh. we let that happen, if you go back to Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson when they were throwing blows – the people were letting that happen. Right. Like it went on Which for is a good, rare. Well, it's very rare. It went on for a quick 10 seconds. But I think that what the commissioners have to understand is every single person who bought a ticket, every single person who has a butt in the seat wants that to be allowed. One of my favorite things in baseball games is when the bench is clear. Yeah, I mean, when bench is clear, everybody's on the field. It is chaos, and I'm here for it. <sighs> uh, Jeanette, Jeanette would go to auto races just to see crashes. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah, not, yes. The person who goes to hockey games – who to, to, to see the fights is the same person who goes to NASCAR to see five car crashes. I, I want the debris flying no, over right. me. <laughs> okay, right like get, show up. Uh, I will show up with a helmet if it, it guarantees that there's I'm in it. Well, sports, there's there's something for everyone. That is the best part about NASCAR, though. To be fair, as, is the as crashes. Yes. Come on, you can't someone, say that out loud. Guys. As someone who grew up with I a know, father who loves NASCAR, I only paid attention when I saw that there was the big one in Daytona. That's, that's the best part. no, you can't like that. You oh, can't like that. God. What about Dale? Also, stop. Too. I didn't want to go that route, but here we are. Here we are. That's like saying here we are. That's like saying I go to NFL games to see the torn ACLs. Like no. No. Ouch. No, I no, will not accept that. You go to see the big hits, Can I, don't Okay, you? listen. My favorite part hit of the NASCAR. <laughs> on lap 34, big hit stick. Mm-hmm. The, the, what I really appreciate, appreciate about racing, though, and this is something, I, a rule that I wish all sports would actually adopt. Do you know you can go into a NASCAR race with a soft cooler and a six-pack? <laughs> it would be fantastic if we can just carry that through every leg. All right, well, we've brought it to, to that extent now in more Jeanette terms. Yeah, yeah you, you know paid like a, a $50 fee to bring in your six-pack or something? Like, no. we, NASCAR, we, we, there's no 
fee for NASCAR races. When I went to Homestead, that's one of my favorite things about well, going I to the Homestead think race. There's no rules at the Homestead Speedway. <laughs> there's just, is there's every, no is NASCAR? It's a zone. Oh, maybe that's you why I find drive myself on the track during the race. Like, it Don't tell matter. me that because you know I will. <laughs> but that's what I loved about it. I went with my friend and he like showed me the ropes. He was like, "Yeah, we need to get a couple soft coolers." And I was like, "What the heck? We, we do that?" He was like, "Oh yeah, and then we need to go stop by and get a six pack of beer. Pick whatever you want, babe." And I was like, "All right, bet. I want this one." Bet. Next thing you know, we're walking in. He has a cooler. I have a cooler, and we're. We're walking in with 12 beers into NASCAR, and, just, and, and we let it ride. I like it's gone, it's gone from confusing rules to, to this show saying, hey, I like to see hockey for the fights. I like to see auto racing for the crashes. Now it's turned into Jeanette saying, I like NASCAR because you can get in a cooler with beer for free. But it's a rule, and we're talking about rules we so, would like to see, you know and what? that's one of them. You have brought it to a realm outside of where I thought it would go, but you're right. Technically, it does fit the criteria for the discussion we're having. Yeah. Let's go to Sean in Palm Beach Garden. Segway Sean is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. Ken, you're, spo you're, you're spoiling me, man, with the uh, with the double sandwich segue with, with Kaiser. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> FAM. That's right. It's, it's almost, like you, you knew I was, almost like you knew I was on hold. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just showing here. off for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a little fancy. <laughs> Jeanette, I'm, I'm glad you're on uh, gone today. Love hearing you. Um, and Ken, i got to be honest. If you didn't have her there, i got to think you would have been, had, had to hire a babysitter or something. Because if you were to depend on just Stone or, or even Theo, just there, no way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I got nothing. Rules. <laughs> the rule that I don't like, and it, 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 I guess it could go both ways, but we're talking basketball. And in college, you're, you got 10 seconds left. The team comes down, scores a basket. There's five seconds left. You call a timeout. Great. Your team gets to take the ball out, or your team has to take the ball out under the rim and throw the ball down, you know, full court and try to get a full court right. pass. And, and, right? And pro, obviously, you can call a timeout and get it at half court. And yes, right. I understand. Sometimes the rule helps your team. Sometimes the rule doesn't help your team. But... You know, I think if you were going to go one way or the other, I would think that you would you would make the rule for pros to have to throw you know, these bigger guys, these these more skilled guys, to throw a pinpoint accuracy touchdown pass to your guy under the other rim. It, I don't know. It just baffles me that you make the college kids do it. Right. And I get the fact that it ease the game up, or you know, whatever, and in pros, whatever the argument is, I don't understand why they do it that way. It's all in the name of scoring. It's all in the name of scoring, and it's the same. It's the same thing. Why in the NBA, when you get into the penalty, there's no such thing as a one and one. Where in college, when you're in the bonus, there's yeah. a one and one because you're trying to maximize any way possible scoring in the NBA. Uh, and for me, I'm with you. Yeah, it, it should. It should, and especially if if. You, you should have uniform rules. Like, to me, college and NBA should mirror rules yep. as closely. You know, I'm fine with halves. I would be fine if the, if the college game went like the women have gone to quarters. I think that's fine, too. But, yeah, the scoring parameters should be the same. And I'd even argue in college, just push the three-point line back to the same distance as the NBA three-point line. Agreed. Sean, appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're at Barrett-Jackson, the legendary Barrett Jackson Car Auction, South Florida Fairgrounds. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. ESPN 106.3 is on the move. Delivered by Brightline. Brightline is back and better than ever. Live life on the bright side. Barrett Jackson is where we're hanging out. 
By the way, uh, Jeanette, this yes. is pretty legit, right? Like being a bit. I, and again, we're not car people, but it's pretty legit. Oh, this is stunning! Absolutely stunning. Those uh, we've been talking about—they've got uh, these Tesla offshoots, these electric cars, these Lucids. Sexy. I didn't know anything about it. They're beautiful, man. I, I, I straight up sexy. Yeah, there's got to be a way to steal one before we get out of here. What? Steal. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, good luck. Do you know how quickly you'd be tracked down, dragged out, and beaten here at Barrett Jackson? No, I feel truck? like Stone and I can do it. <laughs> for sure. Let's make it. Let's make a jump for it. Yeah. Well, Ken Levick Alive is going to be a show of one come uh, come tomorrow <laughs> and come Monday. Hey, this Sunday. So you come out to Barrett Jackson today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You get out to the USPA National Polo Center, US Polo ASSN Stadium. It is the US Open Polo Championship. It's going through April 23rd. It is each Sunday right in Palm Beach County, the biggest sporting event in the game of polo, the most prestigious polo tournament in the United States, the apex of the Florida high goal season. It is the US Open Polo Championship. It is called Palm Beach County home since 2004. That was the centennial year of the U.S. Open Polo Championship. And hey, that U.S. Open final is going to be aired on the ESPN family of brands. Check your local listings. But get out to U.S. Polo ASSN Stadium, USPA National Polo Center for the U.S. Open Polo Championship and get your official gear, club, and tournament merchandise on sale. The retail shop at MPC every Sunday as well as online, USPAPro.com. It's the U.S. Open Polo Championship every Sunday in Wellington. So I wanted to make sure we told this story because Jeanette and I went through it yesterday. Went through it yesterday. I, and I know that this is outside of our, our market. We're Palm Beach County. We're Treasure Coast. We're Boca de Vero. We're Delray to Belle Glade. But just south of us in Fort Lauderdale, I think the only way to describe yesterday was biblical event. It is a once in a millennia event that took place yesterday from a weather standpoint. So, I mean, it, it is crazy that yesterday, Stone, you and I spent a, a, a large portion of time on the show just discussing how much the last three days. And, Jeanette, you've been out of town. You've been up in New York City with your sister and doing all the New York City stuff down here since Monday, Sunday night. It's been like three straight days of tropical storm. A tropical storm, it comes in, you spend a couple hours with rain, some wind, and it leaves, and so that's the tropical storm experience. But for those new to down here, Palm Beach County Treasure Coast, what you've experienced the last three days is like five straight tropical storms spanning three days. I haven't seen anything like it, in fact, and I've been down here since 2007, what the last three days have been like, where it's the rain and the wind, and it never stops. It just keeps going and going and going, just intermittent periods where it breaks. Um, yesterday, I had to go down to Dania Beach. And a little, a little look behind the curtain here when it comes to sports broadcasting. And you guys know I work like 15 different jobs, right? I've cobbled together this professional career, but it's a bunch of different jobs under this broadcasting umbrella. In the FAU offseason, after basketball ends, I, I broadcast professional soccer on ESPN. But... I don't travel to these sites to call the game. What I do is I go to a studio in Dania Beach and I call the games off of a big HD screen. What I'll tell you guys as well, and I hope this doesn't spoil the soccer experience for anybody <laughs> in this country, but 98.5% of the time, 
when you watch soccer in this country, chances are the guys or the women broadcasting it are doing it out of a studio. They're not actually on site. It's not just isolated to USL, which is the division below MLS. It's not just isolated to the NWSL, which is the women's pro league. There are plenty of MLS broadcast teams that are not in the stadium calling the games. They're watching a screen. Even the World Cup. There are plenty of broadcast teams, Fox, ESPN, when they used to have it, that would keep their broadcast teams in the country, only send their number one and number two broadcast team, and the rest of the broadcasters would sit in a studio in Bristol and call World Cup matches. All right, That's 98.5% of soccer uh, matches you watch on TV in this country. They're done out of a studio, okay? It's like the adult version of telling us that Santa, Santa Claus, Claus isn't real. Santa Claus is real. Just so you know. Nice save. Santa Claus is absolutely real. And uh, I've got my uh, my six-year-old sitting next to me. Santa Claus is oh always God. real. So, so for me, you can tell this man's not a father. Jeanette is about to punch him in the jaw right now. Uh, so, so I go down to Dania Beach yesterday. And it is about and that one. That, that what you heard is Jeanette smacking Stone with a Barrett Jackson auction book right there. She is so mad at Stone right now. Stone's so red faced. It's okay. Everything is fine. Relax. Um, Santa's I, pissed at you right I now. I go down to Dania Beach. I go down to Dania Beach, and it's like 4:30. It took me forever to get from West Palm to Dania Beach. Yes, it, took it does. Me two hours yesterday, and everything was fine up until I hit Broward County. Then rain that's going sideways. Sideways rain at around 4:30. Little did I know, I didn't know it at the time, I was driving through a, a radar-indicated tornado <laughs> as I got near Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport, okay? So this, this studio in Dania Beach is right off of Sterling Road. So for those that might not be familiar, it's south of 595. It is probably, what, Jeanette, like five, six, seven miles from the Miami-Dade-Broward border where Dania Beach, where Sterling Road would be. It's right, like you said, right on the border. Yeah, so... So I get off on Sterling Road, and suddenly I'm like, man, I've got to, I can see standing water on the road, and it is pouring rain, just pouring, 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 pouring rain around 4.30. I'm like, man, that's a little weird, but fine. Go around it. But then I notice like, it's blinding rain. In front of me, a guy juts out of a left-hand turn lane, sideswipes a car as they're trying to. Nobody can see anything. There were three, count them, three accidents that happened right in front oh. of me as I got off of the exit ramp, turning onto Sterling Road, east of 95 to get to the studio, okay? So then there's a canal east of 95 where the road raises mm -hmm. a little bit. So I'm like, all right, and there's obviously it's raised, so it's good. So I don't think anything of it. I go, but then as I get to make a left-hand turn, again, I'm east of 95 to where the studio is, I look there is water standing to the window level of cars that have all been abandoned on this street. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm just thinking, oh, well, it's off the road, so that's a problem for those people. I can't turn into there. I'll just make a U-turn and figure out a new, a new way to, like, I'll walk eventually once the rain subsides to get to the studio to call this game. I go 50 feet past. I hadn't looked ahead of me yet. I go 50 feet past, and I'm like, oh, my God, there is water almost at hood level of my car. And I've always been taught, Jeanette, that if you're trying to drive through standing water and it's above your hood, you're in deep, mm -hmm. deep trouble. Mm -hmm. Because it's not only uh, the fact that your tires, there's a chance where you might start floating depending on the current of that water, and it, that's getting whipped up by all these cars that are trying to go back and forth, but also then you run into a potential engine problem right there. Not only that, but you're also facing a bunch of debris right, and everything. Debris. You, you have never know no what's idea what's, what's in that water. So I'll be honest. I sort of started panicking 
I've never, ever, ever seen anything like it where I'm driving and I've encountered water that is at hood level or higher. And then it happened to me yesterday. I, so when that's the first time you're seeing something like that, I started to get nervous. Sure. I started to get legitimately sure. nervous. The last thing I want to do is get stranded. I, I texted my boss at this job and said, hey, I can't get into the parking lot. There's flooding everywhere. It didn't really hit me just how severe this problem might be until he texted back, can you swim? <gasps> and it was not him trying to, like, push me to get into, the, into work. He was in, like, from what I've been hearing from other people, like, you may have to swim to get to safety down there. And that's when it really hit me. I might be in a big-time situation right now. And it was at that moment I had an alarm go off on my phone, looked down, and it was an emergency, uh, an emergency indication, um, flooding emergency, life-threatening conditions for this area. So it's all geo, that's all geo-connected. And it was for Fort Lauderdale and Daniel Beach. I'm sitting right in the middle of it. I've got water up to the hood of my car. I made a U-turn. My engine, I can, I can see steam coming from the top of my, oh my hood God. as I'm good. trying to get back to at least where there was dry ground on Sterling Road. How much longer is it going to be dry enough to actually navigate my car, though? And the problem is the rain just keeps on coming and keeps on coming and keeps on coming. I'm telling you guys, I found a spot in a left-hand turn lane. You know how roads are designed where they sort of are angled towards the, the, the outer banks of those, those streets just to drain? I found a spot in a left-hand turn lane on Sterling Road that was dry enough where the water didn't get over my tires and sat there for an hour, an hour to make sure that I could still navigate the car and my engine wasn't going to be snuffed out by this water. But in the hour I was sitting there on Sterling Road, I'm not even joking, 10 to 15 cars tried to brave it, stalled right there. There were tow trucks that during that hour just going and pulling cars out in real time, people stranded, people wading through waist-high water in Dania Beach on Sterling Road, a major thoroughfare, and I'm just sitting there wondering, am I going to be able to get out of this? And I, am I going to have to abandon my vehicle? I legitimately thought multiple times I might have to get out and abandon my car on Sterling Road. I, I, meanwhile, my phone, life-threatening conditions, life-threatening conditions. I have never experienced anything like that in my life, and i got to be honest, it was terrifying. Finally, after about an hour, around 6.15, 6.30, the rain subsides enough. It's still raining, but it's not sheets and blowing like it was for, again, an hour and a half leading up to that where I was able to navigate my car, get myself back onto 95, and then get home. But I never went back over that canal on Sterling Road. And they're looking at the news today. There were 25, 30, 35 cars just stalled out in that portion of Sterling Road. And then you see the drone footage of Fort Lauderdale. Yep. People, there was 25 inches of rain in six hours. Think about that. I don't even know how to wrap my mind around that. 25 inches of rain in six hours in Fort Lauderdale and Dania Beach. Once in a millennia event. Weather event, according to meteorologists yesterday, and I was right in the middle of it as it was happening. But then that brings me to Jeanette, because when we come back, Jeanette's going to tell her story, and Jeanette, unfortunately, has been caught up in the damaging aftermath of this entire thing. We'll discuss her issue, because it actually ends up being, while I was scared in the moment and in the middle of this thing, Jeanette, I think, is facing a significant financial component to what happened. She found herself unintended in the middle of this thing 
and she had no power over it at all. We'll discuss Jeanette's story of the once-in-millennium weather event yesterday in Fort Lauderdale. When we come back, she's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? ESPN 106.3 is on the move. Delivered by Brightline. Brightline is back and better than ever. Live life on the bright side. The greatness of laser therapy. The medical advancement that is laser therapy. It is Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Quelliv. And... I'm telling you, after yesterday, and I just told the story of how I was in the middle of that once-in-a-millennia weather event in Broward County. I was sitting in Dania Beach, Sterling Road, as three to four feet of water is surrounding my car, and I don't know if I'm going to have to ditch it. I don't know if I'm going to have to abandon my car. It's nonstop rain. It's dangerous. Life-threatening conditions. 26 inches of rain in a six-hour span. I mean, it's, it's just unfathomable. The anxiety, the nerves, I am tight. The muscles are tight, 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 tight. And good thing, Quelliv does great things with their low-level laser therapy with pain management, alleviating aches, accelerating wound healing without pills or needles, stimulating blood flow, activating stem cells to accelerate your body's ability to heal itself. The greatness of laser therapy right there at Quelliv, the location in West Palm, Right off of Flagler, downtown West Palm Beach. They are opening in Aventura as well. The center so quiet, so relaxing. You can get this laser therapy at Quellib in the time it takes to go on your lunch break. It's not just the pain management. Laser therapy for scalp rejuvenation. Laser therapy for body contouring. Laser therapy for anti-aging. A one-stop shop for revolutionary laser treatment for any, for anybody. This isn't just those who can afford it. This is people across the board. It can be your teenager playing soccer, has a sore knee. It can be you who needs a little bit of help up top with your hair. All with Quelliv. All it does is restore your body's natural processes. That's the greatness of Quelliv right here in West Palm Beach, right off of Flagler. Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Ivy, that's Quelliv, Quelliv.com. Set up your appointment now, and right now, purchase two sessions. Get two sessions complimentary if you use the code B2G2 at Quelliv.com, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. That's Quelliv.com. So I just told the tale of how I thought I was going to have to abandon my car in Dania Beach with the, the 26 inches of rain in six hours, and I was right in the center of that nonsense yesterday. Scariest driving situation I have been in, period. Water above my hood. I have never experienced that in my life and somehow found a way to get out and get home safely. Jeanette, you were in a different situation, but similar in some respects because you were in the middle of 26 inches of rain in Fort Lauderdale, in Dania Beach, in Broward, in a six-hour span. But you weren't actually there, but you experienced full-fledged the aftermath of it. But I need to preface it with you a couple of weeks ago at the Elite Eight in New York City. We hung out. We saw each other. You had lost your ID in mm -hmm. Times Square, nowhere to be found. Somehow talked your way on your flight back home at 3 in the morning at LaGuardia. Mm -hmm. Somehow, some way, without an ID. You went back to New York this weekend. And Jeanette, tell me and everybody, uh, what happened? I lost my ID again. Like, think about that, Stone. She's been me? in New York twice in three weeks, and she lost her ID both times. And it's like 70 bucks. 
to get a new idea or almost That's $100. That's $25. Oh. Okay. Well, well she's he's still, she's going to be paying $50. To, for losing her ID in the same place. And the most annoying part weeks. of this is that, like, at the Elite, Elite Eight, it was my whole wallet. The whole wallet gone. This time, I had all my credit cards there. I had everything I needed. I, but oh. my license wasn't there. So that automatically present. Now, it's a good thing, though, uh, that you got to the airport yes. in New York, and you already knew because it happened to you two weeks prior how to navigate without an ID. <laughs> and that was honestly like a, like a silver lining in the whole situation. You are a mess, man. I was like, oh, I could just need to show up earlier. They're going <laughs> to ask me a bunch of questions. I'm going to get back down. That. Exactly. It's not, but it's not like it's something that happened two, year, two years before. It happened two weeks before. <laughs> no, a thousand percent. I already literally had, and thankfully for some reason I had mail in my backpack. So I had it all ready to go. I went to TSA and I was like, hey, I lost my ID, <laughs> but here's my business cards. Here's my credit cards. Here's the mail. They have my current I like to think <laughs> it was the same exact TSA guy you went to two weeks ago when you didn't have your ID. I, I was like, all right, listen, tell me what to do. This, there you go. This grown-ass woman's gone to New York City twice in the last three weeks and has lost her ID both times. Yeah. So. You're, you're at the airport, and so how does everything start transpiring with you? Keep it in mind, you haven't been in South Florida. You've known it's been raining. You've known it's been wet down here. But then what happens when you get to the airport in New York? So it started in, when we were in the air. The flight left at six, uh, 3 o'clock. It was supposed to land at 6. Okay, so 3 o'clock, by the way, is right around when the worst of the worst yesterday in Broward started happening with this torrential rainfall. And this is something i got to talk with the airline because they should have just canceled it. But anyways, so in the air, pilot comes on, hey, guys, uh, we're going to land in Fort Myers because Fort Lauderdale Airport is currently closed. Did he Did he start it with, uh, hey, guys, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> it was very here. nonchalant. It was very <laughs> nonchalant, so we didn't, like, it was definitely, like, that thing if the doctor comes and he's like, hey, yeah, you know, just letting you know you got cancer. It was kind of like that thing. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to Fort Myers. Exactly. Yeah. So it was that. He comes on. He goes, hey, I'm just letting you guys know we're, we're going to Fort Myers right now because Fort Lauderdale's closed. So they're diverting First, he your said closed. Closed. Okay. Second I closed. had no idea what was happening. So then he comes on 30 minutes later. He goes, actually, guys, uh, Fort Lauderdale is flooded. Parking garages. There's cars being loose right now. He literally said that. Wow. And the airport is probably not going to open until 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was like. Okay, this sucks, but whatever. I have a friend in Fort Myers. I can hang out with him for a little bit. Right. I, so I was like already doing B, C, D, E, whatever. Yeah, We're yeah, going yeah, great. Yeah. I still felt like, like there's yeah, something you know, I can I'm do. I'm going to have to pass the time, whatever, been there, done that. There's, ter there's bars in the terminal. We're good to go. So we land. It gets to 11 p.m. I don't have a license, so I can't get a rental. So you've been sitting in Fort Myers, what, for like three hours at this yes. point? Yes. Okay. And in my mind, I was like, if I if I had my ID, I would have gone gotten a rental. But I couldn't. So whatever. I went to the bar, um, got a double vine, wine. I got the nine ounce instead of the six ounce. Not double wine. Yeah. And I sat down at the bar. Next thing you know, I start chatting with this lady. We're hitting off. We were on the same flight, just learning about each other. We get the notification that the flight is canceled, completely docked. Yeah. And we're like... Okay, she offers. She was like, "What do you think if we get a rental?" I was like, "Here for it, let's go." So we both decide. How many drinks into this decision <laughs> get made? Uh, two nine ounces glasses of wine. <laughs> so eighteen ounces of wine. So just a complete stranger, and she's like, "Hey, let's get a rental," and you're like, "Bet." And you know what? You want you want to talk about my nerdiness coming through? 
we were talking about what we do. We both work in marketing. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. I went to the comic book store in New York. She goes, yeah, oh, my God. You love Comic-Con? Oh, Comic-Con? No. And I was like, I'm obsessed with Comic-Con. I've always wanted to go. She goes, actually, just let me know. I'm the one of the director of marketing for Comic-Con, the people who run it. So she's like, keep my in contact information. And so I whipped. I started whipping out all of my comic books that I bought. It was really cool. So that's how we bonded. Yeah, new buddy comedy. Two nerds <laughs> renting a car. <laughs> yeah, let's rent a car so I can lock you in my basement here. In the next right, 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 right. When I murder you and put you in the trunk, it'll be in the rental car. Right. There it is. So then we get we get the car rental. We're driving down Alligator Alley. Life is great. Life is fine. Until we get to the Fort Lauderdale Airport because that's where my car is. So did you have any... How, how close were you to Fort Lauderdale's airport until you realized, wait, this is actually an unbelievably... Uh, once-in-a-lifetime potential weather situation. When I got the text message from Broward County literally saying, hey, if you are in the area, only call 911 if you need to. Here's a bunch of non-emergency numbers. Jesus. That's the text message we received and, and from Broward. And you only get sent that when, when emergency services are spread so thin, they cannot help you. Exactly. They're prioritizing in that So spot. that is when I was like, Man. oh, this is rough. All right. Mayday alert. So I, get to, I finally get to my car. It's one of those park and fly spots right outside of the Fort Lauderdale airport. It looked apocalyptic. Yeah. We, just to get to where my car was, which is, again, half a mile away from the airport, we had to change route twice, no lie, because mm -hmm. of trees were down and power lines. The power lines when I started really freaking out. Yeah, power lines down in standing water. That's a problem. So then we get to the lot. We pass through everything. We get to my my car my car's in water legit flooded wait there was water inside there was car? water inside of my car oh. Jesus. to the point and i posted the video on twitter i could put my whole hand down and the water was up to my wrist oh inside my of my car and you can so that means that's like three feet of water three and a half feet of water that has come through your door and you're you're wrist deep in water in your own car in my own car there is Jesus. you know like there's a dirt line yeah. on my door so where you can see how high the water actually Jesus. hit. And it was definitely over the pedal. That tracks, though, because, I mean, I'm sitting in the worst of this where there's no, the water can't go anywhere at 6 o'clock at night, and I got water above the hood of my car. So then it, that's probably six hours later. It's only receded from that point to like three and a half feet where your car has wrist deep water in it. So, yeah, very long story short, um, I get in my car. I stop by a gas station. So that it's was still above water. Your car was running. It was running, but... Weird noises are coming out of I'm my car sure. right now. I'm sure. Very weird noises are coming out of my car, and there's lights on my dashboard going off that weren't Ugh. there before. And you had to drive through Fort Lauderdale to get out of there. Absolutely. Ugh. So and if you've seen any drone footage of Fort Lauderdale, there are, as far as the eye can see, Broward Boulevard. Uh, there's just car after car just stalled out in the middle of the road. It's apocalyptic stuff. The airport was closed. Every entrance that you can yeah. go to, and you know what's funny? You think it was closed to a lake. The airport yeah. literally looked like a lake well, the driving The airport's by. not open until 5 a.m. tomorrow because they can't get the water. There's five-foot deep water on the tarmac uh -huh. at Fort Lauderdale. I knew people that were stuck in the parking garage at Fort Lauderdale because they closed the airport. You couldn't go in. You couldn't come out. Seven hours. No food, no water. Just sitting in the parking garage at Fort Lauderdale's airport because the floodwaters were too high to leave the airport or come into the airport, and nobody could go anywhere. Absolutely. So now I have to call insurance, Ugh. hopefully get so the mold doesn't happen. Driving out of that was terrifying. The only time I've actually felt helpless. Uh, yeah, my anxiety is definitely sucks. up, but If anybody it is what knows it is. anything about how Jeanette can get helped here with water 
that was in her car and some of the damage that could happen, uh, let us know. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Just insane. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. ESPN 106.3 is on the move. Delivered by Brightline. Brightline is back and better than ever. Live life on the bright side. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Again, a reminder... Barrett Jackson through Saturday. Gates open 8 a.m., close at 6 p.m. here at the South Florida Fairgrounds. We want to thank them for having us out here on this Thursday, the opening day at Barrett Jackson. And Jeanette is soon going to be on the hunt for some car zaddies. Some zaddies. Uh, but again, based on what we've been told, like the big, 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 huge money with the auctions, that comes Saturday, so you might want to come back and uh, scout that scene. You know, out. like sports, everything has different tiers. You know, like the, today is the easy get day. Yeah. Today, but you got to go hit heavy hitter Saturday, like full extensions, right. the yeah, war, heels, say. dress. That's <laughs> Saturday. That's what Jeanette's, you want. Jeanette's coming out cleavage on display. On I'm gonna Saturday. have my pageant gowns back out. Okay. <laughs> Saturday. That's what we're about to do. Oh, that is amazing. Um, uh, going back to our original question before we wrap things up, a rule in sports in any sport that confuses you most joe tweets in uh awarding an rbi to a player who grounds into a double play but drives in a run imagine clinching a world series on an rba rbi double play ball no there's no rbi awarded there's no rbi there's awarded no for RBI that RBI rewarded for a double play okay so good that's a rule that makes sense then <laughs> that's a rule that makes sense whatever you win a world series anyways look at that ring it's beautiful mine's coming <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Is yours coming from the Astros? Yes, sir. Uh, and and also, too, Tom tweets in a third strike. Catcher drops the ball, has to throw it to first the base. The worst. I agree. Drop third strike is a very stupid, stupid rule. Or the intentional walk. I hate that one. You know what? I knew that an RBI, an RBI didn't come from a double play. I knew that. I knew that. You're doing great. So don't tweet at me, baseball purists. That's Jeanette. That's Stone. That's Christian. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.